All right. Hey, everyone. It's Anne-Marie and... Adam. We are back for... Ooh, what are we going to call this? A recap? Yeah. Let's call it the recap. Episode recap. Okay. We're dishing. We're dishing on... We, we just finished editing Marco Bacchetta's episode. Mm-hmm. And Adam and I are sitting here talking back and forth, back and forth about the whole episode. And at the end, I said, this would have been a great episode. We should just record this. So... Um, we're going to share our learnings, our favorite pieces and moments from this episode. And, um, yeah, we're going to recap. Yeah. Marco was, um, Marco stayed here with you guys for a week. 20 days. I was with him for a week. Yeah. Sorry. Adam stays here when we're out of town. Yeah. So, um, it was just me and him because normally I stay here with my girlfriend, Mary, and she was out of town. So I just hung out with Marco. And it's bringing a smile to my face because he's um, genuinely someone that I enjoyed hanging out with. Like, I noticed when I came home from work or working out, I was hoping he would be home. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Well, because yeah. I've known Marco since the day he was born. Because mm-hmm. his parents lived beneath me and my, um, my ex-husband in our old building. Mm-hmm. And we became friends. And... Um, I've known him since the day he was born, and, and Marco was always that, like, quiet kid. And what's interesting to me is, as as a parent, you know, we always look at our kids and we're like, what's wrong with them so we can fix them? Like, if mm-hmm. our kid's too quiet, we want to teach them how to learn public speaking or, I don't know. There's, it's, like... There's always the opposite. There's always the way in which we're looking for what's wrong that we yeah. can improve them. And, and now when I look at him full circle, I'm like, he makes so much sense to me. Like, the way he was and who he was just informs who he was growing up to be. Like, he's so deep. He's so thoughtful. He's super creative. He talks on the podcast about being on um, screens all the time. And, well, it makes total sense. He got into film. And he, like, was always watching movies and invested in that. So there's, like, this part of me that wants to speak to this idea that like we are all just perfect just the way we show up and nothing actually needs to change if we just pay attention to who we are when we're younger it's just like a microcosmic look at who we're growing into being yeah and his because he was quiet doesn't mean he's not there's nothing wrong with him intuitive like i think sometimes people look at traits like that and make them mean something that they're not like he's he's so deep he's so um, deep and so thoughtful and so thoughtful he's quiet i imagine because he's take he's truly taking everything in yes. around him which is actually something that is very unique in the world where like i'm loud and outgoing and everyone knows everything about me the minute they meet me um, and you're a communications guy. And that's who I am. So that makes total sense. Yeah, I build relationships and I tell stories. Yeah. And so um, he's very articulate with his words. Yeah, he's very like careful, but he's thoughtful. He's so smart. He's not hiding anything. No, no, no. He's actually just trying to find a way to express what he's been thinking about. And I think it came across in the podcast a lot. This podcast was longer than usual and it's something that i kept coming back to as an editor and going 
I want this to be shorter for our listeners, but I couldn't find things to take out because he, even in the beginning when he was talking about his family and he was talking about the fear he had once he decided what he wanted to do. Yeah, when he admitted what he wanted to do. When he admitted what he wanted to do. When he found what he wanted to do and he said, that's when I got really scared. Yes. Because you put it very like awesomely just before here which was because he well uh, so what i was saying was can i hop in here yes you're in the middle of a thought no i wanted you to yeah um so what i thought was so profound is so many of us fear failure Mm -hmm. we 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 don't want to fail because we're concerned about being judged by others and what i got with about him was he was so deeply, and is, he's not was, he is so deeply passionate about what he's doing mm-hmm. that success really matters not because he cares about what others think, but because he cares about himself, like a, a, about living to his potential. So That's what it is. It's the living the potential. It's the fact that he is so, he's, he, he found out what his passion was. He loves film. Yep. And that realization is freeing and then also equally scary. scary because it's like, what if I don't succeed at my passion? At the thing I most want to do. Then what? Okay, so this is what happens. What we do is we unconsciously sabotage ourselves because that fear is so oh, paralyzing. Okay. So, you know, he talks about it. He said something, he go. He says somewhere in the podcast, I was scared to death. It's really scary. Um, oh, he said, it, it's absolutely terrifying. Um, he says it in like the 29-minute mark or the 25-minute mark. Um, and it's terrifying to really step into this, like, thing that we most want to do because, right, like, what if we don't get what we want in the end? Like, what if we fail? And that's what I think he was he kept coming back to is like, I wasn't scared because his family was supportive. They were like, yes, let's go for it. He wanted to succeed because he wanted to have this experience of pursuing his passion. That starts to go into like, well, what is failure? Um, What did you think of his definition of failure? Do you remember what he said? No. He said, failure to me is knowing that you have potential and not being able to fulfill it. Right. It's like a sense of FOMO. Which is what you guys kind of talked about too. We it's like it's like missing out on your potential. Missing out on your potential. That's like, that's so. When when people fail at things, I think they just go. It's easy for people to say, failure is bad. So you make sense to me that you're sad that you failed, and that's pretty surface level. And if you keep digging down, it's like, but what about the failure? Is making you sad. And I think people don't often ask that question. Yeah, so, like, make- failure's bad. It makes sense to everyone in the whole world that yeah, when you fail, it's you bad. You know me. I don't, I don't buy into that. Bad and good. I know. Well, but I also don't think failure is bad. I think it's informative. Of course. So, like, Julie it's hard. Ames on that on that two episodes ago, she, was, she talked about how she got a D in, I think it was communications. Yeah. And essentially who she has grown to be is she's a 50-year-old woman and she makes a living based on communicating with others. Yeah. Um, she talks about how that D 
really shifted her. And, like, that D was meaningless. But she could really make it mean something. Like, if we make it mean anything mm-hmm. other than it's just a D. It doesn't define me. So I think, like, I think every failure is an opportunity just to get curious. Yeah, I mean, that's great. But that's a unique thought. <laughs> yeah, but I, like... Like, that's that's a... That's a that's a really hard thing for people to think about. Like, I get that. On paper, that makes sense. In the moment, that doesn't make sense to a lot, to me. And I'm assuming a lot of people. That doesn't make sense I to I get it. I get it. Like, I'm just picturing myself. When you fail. When I fail, there's, that is, even though I know that that's true, it's, it's paralyzing for, like, days or weeks well, it to fail. Can, it can be. So, I, like, I want to be careful about what we're affirming, right? So when we say things in the affirmative, like, it's paralyzing, we're actually making it true. But if we recognize that we can choose to be paralyzed or not, then we are expanding ourselves into... Um, the power of possibility. Okay, so how do you do that? Because, like, in the moment... Mindfulness. In the moment, I'm... Triggered. S- triggered. I'm sad, I'm angry, and I'm scared. Right, because you're... Because you, I failed. Because you're making up stories about what failure means. So think about a little baby. Like think about it like this. Go ahead. Say what like, you Like, mean. in the moment... Yep. I'm like, I know that this will probably help inform my decision. Like... A relationship, even. Breaking up in a relationship. Failing at a relationship, right? It's over. And how many times has that happened and people, friends go, it's probably for the better, man. You're going to learn from this and move on. And yeah, it's, like, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I get that. But but Jesus, yeah, this okay. sucks right now. Right. But so there's a whole a whole host of things. So first of all, no one says that you can't. You have a breakup. It's sad. You want you might experience some sadness. So feel the sadness. Have the emotion. The the thing about it is is we get caught up in stories. We call them a cognitive emotive loop. We get caught up in stories that we make up in our head about whatever experience we're having in this perceived quote unquote failure. And we make up stories. I'm bad. I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I didn't get into this school uh, that I want. Yeah. This girl broke up with me. I'll, I, I'll never I didn't get, get this job yeah. that I wanted. And, and, and there's like, something bad about me because of it. It's usually Or just bad about the situation. Like, I just don't want to be not at that school. I, I just don't. But it always boils down to some sense of um, worth. Something's wrong with me. Always. When we're talking about failure. Well, what if it's like, I don't know, like, what if it's just like being like, I don't, I I don't want to go to a different school. Yeah. I want to go to that school. I know, but that's, this is all about attachment then. Okay. So then you're living in the world of attachment. In the world of attachment, it says, I know better what's best for me than the universe or... Right, and that's the thing that, like, people just throw the universe out there now. It's like, the universe has a plan, or the universe, the way it is, is supposed to be, and that's that's the concept that I think I'm trying to get around, is, like, that's the thing that's really hard in the moment. Well, like, here's what, what is, I want to say is, about it. So, okay, okay, I want okay. to go back to my earlier example. 
Okay. So I want you to imagine um, like a, a baby, a toddler, mm-hmm. not even a toddler yet, just a baby who's learning to walk. Mm-hmm. So when a baby's learning to walk, um, they first start to crawl. And they're crawling. And then next thing you know, they, like, climb up on the side of a table or sofa, right? And they, like, get their balance. And then they take a step. And then, like, everyone's clapping. And then they fall, right? And then everyone's clapping, like, hooray, hooray, that's awesome. That's fantastic. You you took a step. That's great. And then the next day, they take a few more steps until they're walking. Each time they fall, we don't look at them and go, that was a fail. You failed. You didn't. Mm -hmm. We look at it as... Like, congratulations, Mm -hmm. you're learning to walk. So if we take that mindset and apply it to everything we do in our life, every quote-unquote fall, and look at it as just learning to walk, learning to walk in this path, learning this groove, learning, it's just learning. If we use every quote-unquote failure as an opportunity to learn, then our mindset, we're shifting our mindset, we're shipping, shifting our relationship to that experience, yeah. and that's what opens the door. So it doesn't make a breakup, a failed grade, or not getting into the school you want, or you know any of those disappointments in life um, necessarily simpler or less heartbreaking. Like, we're still human beings, and we have heartbreak, so we feel the heartbreak, we just don't attach story to it. Okay. I mean, that there's there's some looseness I'm noticing inside my body around. Like, when I think of it that way, I notice myself relax. Yeah. I notice myself let go of tightness and tension and... And resistance. And resistance. Yeah, so all I want is to share, like, perspective and invite you and listeners to... Like, open your mind just a little bit. Like, someone's knocking at the door, and you're not sure who's there. And maybe you have the chain on the door, and and you look through the people, and you open it a little bit, and you're looking out, and you're like, all right, I'll get curious about what you're saying. I'll open my mind just a little tiny bit. Like, it doesn't fully make sense to me, and I'm not sure I fully believe it, and I get that. And that that's totally cool. And, like, just get curious. Like, hmm, try it on. Like, what if... The next time I failed, I felt my sadness, I felt my anger, I felt my whatever feelings are coming through, just fully allow yourself to feel those. And then when those emotions have fully moved through, catch yourself in the stories you're making up and just see if you'd be open to exploring like, this is perfect. This is perfect just the way it is. I'm learning to walk. You're learning to walk in every moment. Yeah. I'm learning to walk. Like, I like that. I like, so, like that. Marco was talking about that on his, on, in his episode where he was saying, um, you know, at first failure was really scary. And he goes, but at some point he said, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to wake up the next day and these failures yeah. are in, of inconsequence to me. Yeah, he did say that. And that in the end, you know, if I am doing what I love doing that I can't really measure it by success and failure. How old's Marco? <laughs> 19. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. And, and he has a lot of world perspective, too, and he's lived a bunch of different places, and he has friends from everywhere, and he, he has a lot of good perspective. Yeah. 
I loved that episode. I'm really excited I got to do it with him. And then what was it like being in the room with him later in the episode? Um, what 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 did he get emotional about? What what was that yes. about for him? Well, so I think um, this happens a lot when I'm interviewing um, students is they're sitting down for the first time in God knows how long and really having an opportunity to reflect on mm-hmm. their experience. Yeah, because it came to, it was a realization for him yes. that it was emotional for him to talk about, um, what was he talking about? Um, to talk about his successes and failures. Yeah, but I mean, even even towards the end, um, yeah, it was he more was about, talking like, about his friend. It was like his... He was talking about... Oh, not being able to... It was the people that are older than him and not being able to do the pressure that he was putting on himself because he went into a school that had typically older... Well, he was younger Further than along yeah. people yeah. in that program. And he entered that with a... Again, yeah, the sense of failure. I can't do what they're doing. Yeah. They're so far ahead of me and he didn't realize the amount of pressure that was putting on himself yeah. until it came to kind of realization on the podcast. Yeah. And I also think, um, how devote, like how there's this thing that I experienced this weekend that I think he was experiencing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of projecting, I'm not sure that this is what he was experiencing, but mm-hmm. I think he's experiencing some level of success in, in joy because he's now worked so many years and he's having um, periods of success where he's reaching his goals, he's getting what he wants, he's enjoying what he's doing. He was here on an internship. He was here right? on an internship. To he's, edit a movie. Yeah, which was, fin- like, amazing, yeah. right? So when you sit back and you reflect on, wow, I had this dream, I wanted this thing, I've worked really hard. I was scared and I pushed past it because I was scared I wasn't going to get what I wanted. And I kept pushing past that. And now here I am looking back and look how far I've come and look what I'm getting. Like I'm actually, I've actually created this thing that I want. And I think he was really getting with that, like sitting Mm. there, like reflecting and looking back like, all, all the fear, all the doubt, all the resistance, yeah. pushing through it, and here I am now reflecting on all that I've created. Wow! Like yeah. I was, I was with Alyssa this weekend. Um, she was making school decisions. I'm not going to mention schools because she's private about it. But she was making school decisions, and she and I um, went 15 months ago to look at a school. It was the first school we looked at. We walked away, and she goes, that's the school I'm going to. I just know it. And I was like, well, that's interesting. She's affirming something really quickly. And then she went on to look at other schools, and um, she saw some other things and applied to a number of other schools. And then she ended up getting into the school that she first saw the very first time. And she got into the program. She got everything she wanted. And there were bumps along the way because she applied to other schools that she then fell in love with. And she kind of thought, well, maybe these other uh, the other schools are a better fit for me. Yeah. And uh, between you and me, I never thought anything was better than the one she had already chosen. Between me and you and them. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> between you, me, and everyone listening in. Um, but I kept my voice out of it. I just wanted her on her journey. Anyway, Sunday we're at the like student accepted, 
you know, morning function. Yeah. And I walk in the room and I sit down and they start speaking and I literally could feel my heart like break open. Like my chest was, I could feel it. My whole heart was opening and I just like joy was flooding in and I just started like tears just started flowing. Mm -hmm. Thank God she couldn't see me because she was sitting like facing the other direction. She's going to freak out if she sees me. And I just was like filled with so much joy because she worked so hard to get this thing that she wanted and she created it for herself. Mm -hmm. Like she worked her ass off and she got it. And I was so excited for what it is she's creating and who she gets to become as a result. And I think that's what Marco must have been feeling in that moment. I, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Well, yeah, you were in the room with him. So that's why, hey, from my perspective as an editor and then a listener, I noticed he, I was, it felt more like a realization that that he didn't realize what type of pressure he was putting on himself. Because he kind of looked back yeah. and was like, I remember him saying, like, yeah, that was a hard time. Yep. And so um, whether or not he's through that hard time or not, I think maybe even he noticed the type of um, the type of pressure yep. and the impact that type of pressure can have on him. Yep. Like, he did that to himself. He did it to himself. He said right here, he goes... Um, the burden of success took a lot out of me. Yeah. And in, and, in, and he went, entered college with those, cause, cause you guys broke and he came back and you're like, what's so emotional? And yeah. he said, well, thinking back to like how I couldn't live up to those people ahead of me, which those people ahead of him, that's his potential. Like that's what he was, that's it, what he was saying. It was the pressure he was putting on himself. So I just think. And fear's a driving force. That's another thing I learned from this. Like. Like he, like you just said too, a couple of minutes ago, uh, fear is the reason why he pushed so hard to get to where he is. The fear of not fear can be motivating. Fear can be motivating. Inspiring. Like, is that yeah, okay? Like, um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I think I mean, you do. I think if the fear, what if you did know? What if I did? Know? I always <laughs> say that to you. Fear, I think, is inspiring if you're if you're careful not to let your fear control you. So, your people who go up on stage and speak, right? Almost everyone has some version of stage fright. Mm -hmm. If you let the fear keep you from doing what you want to do, um, then I don't think it's necessarily of service. But at the same time, if you do, you do. Like if you do, if you do it from fear, is that necessarily the reason why? That's the that is that the most healthy reason? I don't know. I don't know. I, think I just that's think because like, fear is below the line, right? So no, that's, fear. You can have fear from above or below the line. Oh. Fear is, and what Adam oh. means is, I don't know if we've talked too much about above or below the line here, but fear. Um, there's you're either. If you're above the line, you're in a state of trust. And if you're below the line, you're in a state of fear. If, but you can have fear from above the line, which means I'm walking down the street and I see a guy in a hoodie. and You're consciously uh, fearful. You're like, I'm, I'm using my fear intelligently, mm -hmm. wisely. My mm -hmm. fear is informative. That's interesting. Versus 
I'm walking down the street and every person I see, I'm like, should I be afraid of that person? Should I be afraid of that person? That's below the line. So you want to like be conscious. Well, that's, yeah, that's new to me. Yeah. I've always noticed if I'm, if I'm scared, that means I'm below the line, but that's not necessarily true. No, I think it's, it's, it's important to have all of your emotions and be aware of them no matter where you are. So I think that's what he did. I think Marco did that. He like, he stepped into his fear. Yes. And okay. he used his fear to propel him forward. Yeah. Not to hold him back. Okay. And that's what this podcast is. It was about. a great episode. And I and I, I hope everyone listens in. Yeah, I was super excited that I got to hang out with Marco for a full week. I had a blast with him here. He was so fun. We were all sad to see him go. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks for chatting with me about it. Yeah, we'll do this every uh, couple weeks or something. I don't have anything else. Me neither. <laughs> I have so much more to say, and there's not much. I want to end it because I want to keep us under 30 minutes. Well, we can say it in a couple weeks. Yeah. We always have good chats. We do. It's... I think we're really good. I think because I'm skeptically learning all this stuff, and so I can vet it all out for the for the listener, yeah. and you are living this type of this perspective. This perspective. Like, you live this type of perspective, yeah. it's running through you, and I'm towing the waters, jumping in sometimes, yeah. jumping out sometimes. So, like, I'm, I vet you. Yeah. I, I like talking to you about it. I like, like, if we just walked around with a tape recorder with all our This is all we talk about. Yeah, I think people would enjoy that. We just had, <laughs> yeah. all right, we're going to go. I just thought of Mary. Why? I might see you later. Later. Everyone, welcome to this week's episode of University. This week, Adam joins me for a conversation about last week's episode with Marco Bacchetta. We talk about following your passion and fear of failure and what is success. And we ask, is, is there healthy or unhealthy fear and how can we use our fears to support us in reaching our goals it's a fun and lively conversation so i hope you enjoy listen in and see if you're aware of some of the fears that are driving you <laughs>